0: You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com.
1: I'm Seth Peterson. Hi, I'm Tippy Hedron. I'm Rhonda Schwartz.
2: I'm George Roberts. This is Jesslyn Gilson. Hello, I'm Victor Webster. Hi, this is
1: Charlotte Ross.
2: Hi, this is Ed Begley Jr. What's up, you guys? This is AJ from the show. Hi, this is Shannon Elizabeth,
1: and you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets.
2: Talkin
1: Pets. And you're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. Talking Pets. Talkin Pets. With John Patch. John Patch. You're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch. Hello, America, and welcome
0: to Talkin' Pets with your host, John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments, and stories. Now it's time for Talkin' Pets with your
2: host, John Patch. And welcome to Talkin' Pets, heard coast-to-coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talkin' Pets, and I'm John Patch. Joining us is... Karen Vance. Here to answer your training questions and your agility questions about your pets... At 844-305-7800, that's 844-305-7800. When you call into that number, you'll speak with Quinn, and he'll put you on the air with us. The show is produced here at the farm by the ever-so-lovely and talented Miss Lexi Lapp. Hi, John. Hi, Lexi. Hi. We have a special guest joining us in this hour. We're going to be speaking with Richard Horowitz, Dr. Richard Horowitz. He's the author of the best-selling Why Can't I Get Better? Now he's got How Can I Get Better? An action plan for treating resistant Lyme uh, and chronic disease. We're going to be talking with him, of course, about ticks and all. Well, once again, I'm John Patch.
3: I'm Karen Vance. I'm Lexi Lapp.
2: You're listening to Talkin' Pets. Give us a call at
4: 844-305-7800. You can shake an apple off an apple tree Shake a shake a sugar But you'll never shake me uh uh no, sir Rio, oh, oh. I'm gonna stick like glue Stick because I'm stuck on you I'm gonna run my fingers through your long black hair and Squeeze you tighter than a grizzly bear, Yes, sir Rio, I'm gonna stick like glue Stick stuck on you.
2: Richard Horowitz is board-certified MD specializing in internal medicine. He and his wife, Lee, found at the Hudson Valley Healing Arts Center in Hyde Park, New York, which has treated more than 12,000 patients for tick-borne diseases. Dr. Horowitz is known for his pioneering work with Lyme disease and is recognized as one of the country's foremost experts on the chronic illnesses. I want to welcome on to the program right now, um, How Can I Get Better? That's the title of the book, An Action Plan for Treating Resistant Lyme and Chronic Disease, Dr. Richard Horowitz. Hey, Richard, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Wonderful. It's nice to have you on with us. I want to, in the studio here, I want to introduce you to Karen and Lexi. Hello. Hi. And you already met um, Quinn, our producer at the network, and, of course, all of America that's tuned in right now. And, by the way, if you're uh, wanting to watch us right now and be a voyeur out there, you can do that at facebook live and that's at talking pets radio so if you go to at talking pets radio on facebook right now you can watch us and you can listen too if you want but uh we're going to be giving away a couple of copies of richard's book dr richard horowitz how can i get better i'll tell you one thing right off the bat uh dr horowitz this is actually a very intriguing book a very scientifically technological book um and um but it really can be a little scary book too
0: Well, Um, You know, there's there's a lot of spreading tick-borne diseases out there that affect, of course, uh, both humans and pets. So it's important for people to educate themselves because it's been spreading worldwide, and uh, these tick-borne infectious diseases are now the number one spreading infectious disease in the U.S.
2: Wow. So it is the number one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Lyme disease is, is the number one, but, you know, for humans and animals, I mean, we're finding people coming in here with anaplasma, ehrlichia, bartonella, tularemia, rocky mountain spotted fever, babesia. And it turns out, of course, that the same diseases that humans get, the pets get.
2: Yeah, no, true, very true. You know, it's it, it's it's timely because uh, Lexi, our producer here, has uh, a one-year-old son, Carson, and she found a tick behind his ear the other day. Oh. And my nephew um, called me up, my nephew Ryan up in Pennsylvania, and he also found um, ticks not only on his dog, his new dog, but also on the kids. So it's... It's frightening, And why do you think all of a sudden that it seems to be getting worse out there?
0: Well, you know, the thing is, is I think a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, we've, we've gotten closer to the forest at this point. We've cleared out some of it. Our homes are right on the edges of woods. Um, but from what I've seen from the scientists, it looks like it has to do with climate change and the fact that when there's years with more acorns, um, it seems like there's more mice. And when there's more mice, there's more ticks and, of course, Lyme disease and all these tick-borne diseases.
2: You know, I absolutely agree with that. I mean, being down here in the South, I mean, we know what it's like to have bugs, um, everything from cockroaches to mosquitoes to spiders and everything else, and I myself have noticed um, an, more of an abundance of mosquitoes, it seems like, and I've been here 30 years, and this so far has been, in my mind, what I've seen, and, you know, doing this talk show and all, I've learned a lot myself over the last 27 years. But um, more mosquitoes I'm seeing. I'm seeing um, a lot more termites in Florida. And we just had swarms of it. Remember, Lexi, the other night we walked out of the show. Oh, yeah. And there were swarms. It looked like something out of the Bible. I mean, it was frightening. Um, and they were all termites. Um, and Formosan termites, which are worse, the worst termite that you can have. Because, to my understanding, they can eat, like, a pound of wood in a matter of a day. Um, so there goes your house. But there's a lot going on, so it definitely is getting worse, and I think a lot of people need to take heed. And one of the things that um, I would recommend is to read your book, because there's a lot of great information in here um, about how can I get better, which, is that why you came up with the title on the book?
0: Yeah, so I mean, the thing is, is the first book, Why Can I Get Better?, was since after having seen thousands of patients over the last three decades, I wanted to lay out a plan. I have a 16-point uh, model called MSIDS, Multiple Systemic Infectious Disease Syndrome, and what we find is, Most of these people who are coming in with chronic fatigue and headaches and migratory joint pain, memory concentration problems, sleep disorders, um, it turns out that there's more than one reason why these people are ill. So I wrote the first book, but the second book, How Can I Get Better?, was because we've discovered some new treatment protocols uh, to help people uh, based on old drugs that have been out there for a long time. And there's newer testing that's now available to pick up whether you do have these tick-borne diseases.
2: This book is available, I would imagine, already um, on uh, bookstores, and um, it's also um, online, correct, like Amazon?
0: Yes, it's on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles. it's in all the bookstores. It's been out for a couple of months, and uh, it was nice. It made a national bestseller first week out. Oh, wow, congratulations. Yeah, Yeah, thanks.
2: And St. Martin's Press, St. Martin uh, Griffin, actually, is the one that put it out. So you can find the book in bookstores. You can find it online, of course. How Can I Get Better? We are going to be giving away a couple of the copies as Dr. Uh, Richard Horowitz is here joining us, telling us about, you know, these infections and ticks and so on and so forth. But uh, we're going to continue on with that. But if you have any questions or maybe you had... you know, an illness yourself. I know a couple of people that have been diagnosed with Lyme disease. It's horrible uh, what they have gone through, and maybe you yourself have gone through it and have questions for Dr. Horowitz. Give us a call. Uh, the number is 844 305 7800. 844 305 7800. Dr. Horowitz, uh, when we come back, we're going to take a little break, but when we do come back, I want to ask you about the risk in for pregnancy, for pregnant women, for children. Um, are they at a higher risk than your average person? And what about people with um, illnesses, you know, like diseases that have uh, lower immune systems and all? What does that mean for you know them if they're bit by a tick or something of this aspect? Could it be more detrimental for these people, pregnant women, like I said, uh, you know, low immune systems and children? So I've got a bunch of questions for you as we continue on with Dr. Richard Horowitz. But what we're going to do is give away a copy of the book right now. It's a great book. It's a quite big book as well, and it's got a lot of great information. So the number three caller that calls in right now, to Quinn at the network, is going to get a complimentary copy, How Can I Get Better? An Action Plan for Treating Resistant Lyme and Chronic Disease. And it's by Dr. Richard Horowitz. And a call right now and the book is yours, 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. 844-305-7800. Call, and the book goes out to you. And a big shout-out to everybody out there watching us on uh, Facebook Live. Hi, Darla. So, yep, mm-hmm. Darla's out there, so hi, Darla and the gang. So uh, hopefully my nephew's listening, um, because we are talking about ticks and Lyme disease, which he and everyone else should know more about. And you will with Dr. Horowitz. But once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Karen Vance. I'm Lexi Lapp. 844-305-7800. Call, and the book is yours. And don't forget, check us out on Facebook Live at Talkin' Pets Radio. We'll be right back with more of Talkin' Pets.
4: stick like glue, yeah, yeah, because i stuck on you. I'm going to stick like glue, yeah, yeah, because I'm stuck on you. I'm going to stick like glue.
1: Not pumped about cleaning the litter box? Try World's Best Cat Litter Zero Mess. the litter that gives you two times better clumping and more odor control with less litter. That's right. You scoop once and you're done. No chiseling, no scraping, no crumbling, no problem. Looking for fast and easy litter box cleanup? Zero mess. Try it. You're welcome in advance. Save $2 on World's Best Cat Litter. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com.
0: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
5: Take a sip in this smoky atmosphere. You press that bottle to your lips, and I wish I was your beer And in the small there of your back, your jeans are playing peekaboo. The other hand of your butterfly tattoo. Hey, that gives me an idea. Let's get out of this bar, drive out into the country, and find a place to parz I'd like to see you.
1: This is John Van Ark, and you're listening to Talkin' Pets with John Patch.
2: And you are listening to Talkin' Pets. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm Karen Vance. I'm Lacey Lapp. Pick up the phone and give us a call. 844 305 7800. If you've got a question about ticks or if you could sing like Brad Paisley, you're more than welcome. 844 305 7800. Congratulations to Pat out in Vancouver, Washington, getting a copy of the book, a complimentary copy. How can I get better? Um, It is by Dr. Richard Horowitz, and it's an action plan for treating resistant Lyme and chronic disease. You can find it in bookstores. You can find it online. It's put out by St. Martin's Griffin, and uh, we highly recommend it. But before we went out to the break, uh, Dr. Horowitz, I had asked you about the risk for pregnant women, also children, and maybe people with low immune systems. Is that a lot more at risk, and are there other things that ticks would carry that would affect these type of people? Well, definitely uh, pregnant
0: women and children are at risk. A lot of these tick borne infections can be transmitted from a woman to an unborn child. So, Lyme disease, babesiosis, bartonella. Rocky Mountain spotted fever. All of these things can be transmitted from a mother to a child, and the problem is in children, um, it can be kind of difficult sometimes for pediatricians, of course, when they're very young to diagnose it. A lot of these kids have uh, stomach pain that they can't explain, ADHD, they can't concentrate in school, they may have psychiatric issues, uh, depression, anxiety, OCD. All of these things can happen if you pass these on to children, Um, and definitely if people have low immune systems, they are more at risk. So, If, for example, you're in a hospital and you have a low immune system, very young, very old, um, some of these tick-borne infections are even in the blood supply. You can get Babesia through a blood transfusion, um, and it can be fatal. Um, Four out of a 1,000 blood transfusions in the U.S. are now containing Babesiosis, and it can be fatal in both humans and in pets, especially dogs.
2: You know, these are frightening times, and I mean, to get a little current with everything that's going on, you're talking about all these illnesses that that a mother can actually give to a child. And... Um nobody asks for an illness, and they could get pre preexisting, and, and in, in this day and time right now, that's a scary topic.
0: Yeah, so you know, one of the things that, that's in the book that I think will help doctors and patients is there's a questionnaire in the beginning of the book. Um, they call it the HMQ, the Horowitz-Emsitz questionnaire. We validated it through the State University of New Paltz 1,600 people. If you score over 63 on this questionnaire, you've got a high probability of having Lyme. So if you are someone who is thinking about getting pregnant or not sure if you have Lyme because it mimics chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, autoimmune diseases like lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, uh, psychiatric issues, you could take this questionnaire and you'll see on the questionnaire if you have good and bad days where the symptoms come and go and you have migratory joint pain, migratory muscle pain, migratory nerve pain, tingling, numbness, burning, just moves around your body, that is classic for Lyme disease. And the part that is really classic for Babesia is day sweats, night sweats, chills, flushing, uh, air hungry, you can't catch your breath with a cough. Very classic symptoms for Babesia. So if doctors were to just give out this questionnaire, they would have um, an inexpensive screening tool to find out who's at risk.
2: So what about in in Lyme disease? It's considered the great imitator, like you're saying. So, I mean, what should people be looking for? I mean, the questionnaire is one thing, but... Are there certain signs? And it seems like it's a broad... like what you're saying, it's a broad amount of symptoms that could be going on. I... Do they think they have Lyme disease or it could be something else?
0: Well, you know, so, so that is exactly the problem. Anyone who's got a chronic, fatiguing musculoskeletal illness um, might think that they have Lyme. But the way to really know is these people have good and bad days where the symptoms come and go and it migrates. But if you're a young person and you've got memory concentration problems and your doctors ruled out things like B12 deficiency, folic acid deficiency, thyroid problems, Um, Or if you have drenching night sweats and they've ruled out tuberculosis, uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, hyperthyroidism, you've got to do a differential diagnosis. But ultimately, this disease does imitate a lot of autoimmune illness. It can cause rheumatoid factors, but you don't have rheumatoid arthritis. Uh, It can cause positive anti-nuclear antibodies, but you don't have lupus. Um, It could look like MS on an MRI. You really have to learn this disease inside and out and understand how to work with your doctor uh, and do a differential diagnosis, and, it, and it's explained in full in my book.
2: Dr. Horowitz, where do you think we're going in the world, um, and not just this country, but the world itself? With, And, you know, some people are going to say, okay, there is no climate change, the, the planet is not warming, and so on and so forth, and yada, yada, yada. But in my mind, I believe that... Uh, it is getting much warmer out there i mean the oceans are warming up which is causing you know bacterial infections you know with people and ant- with the fish that are out there and the dolphins and the whales and there's a lot going on uh, the polar ice caps are melting and i mean so as it does warm up it seems like there are going to be more parasites and there are going to be more illnesses so a lot of people are going to be getting sicker your average person that thinks they're totally healthy now may not be healthy in a year from now
0: no it's absolutely true in fact the national science foundation has declared lyme disease Um, A pandemic worldwide. Um, I was invited by the Chinese government several years ago to come over as a consultant. They thought they were seeing a Babesia problem. And they told me that 6% of the Chinese population, which is 1.4 billion, had Lyme disease. So, I mean, you're talking about the other side of the world. So they're estimating at this point that there's, you know, 400,000 cases in the U.S. every year, but it's an estimate. Um, the CDC has said that numbers have gone up tenfold since 2013. There's a 320% increase in the number of high risk counties, starting in Pennsylvania and spreading out throughout the United States. Um, in Vermont, for example, they found that 16% of the dogs in Vermont have Lyme disease. So, I mean, wow. when you're dealing with certain states, especially the northeast parts of the Midwest, Wisconsin, uh, California, Washington state, you're dealing with very high endemic areas where a lot of the pets and a lot of people are getting it, and if you don't catch it early, it can be a chronic persistent illness.
2: Well, the name of the book is How Can I Get Better? It's an action plan for treating resistant Lyme and chronic disease by Dr. Richard Horowitz. You can find it in bookstores. You can find it online. But for the second call, number two, that comes in right now, to Quinn, our producer at the network, we're going to send you a complimentary copy of the book. Um, I think you can tell it's... a. Uh It's a must read, Um, highly recommend it, and it's by Dr. Richard Horowitz. So call right now and the book is yours, 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. And uh, we'll be right back with Dr. Horowitz. If you've got a question, a comment, or a story, you're more than welcome to call, 844-305-7800. Call right now, number two caller, and the book is yours, How Can I Get Better?, 844 305 7800. Once again, I'm John Patch. I'm
1: Karen Vance. I'm Lexi Lapp. 844 305
2: 7800. And you're listening to Talking Pets.
1: My golden retriever, Sundance, is a lot more playful now. She has more pep and energy. Tons
3: of energy. Happy the rescue dog is happy the
1: healthy dog. Petey is having fun again. He's got a shiny coat and a good healthy weight. Molly's been having four scoops a day. She pushes her little bowl all the way across the room, emptying every last single crumb. She has slimmed down and gotten this puppy look. She's got life. She's got energy. We get
3: asked all the time when we're at shows, how do you get your dog so healthy and shiny and glossy? D I N O V I T E dot com. 859
1: 428 1000.
3: The omega 3 fatty acids. Flaxseed,
1: zinc, alfalfa. The digestive enzymes that are cooked out of regular dog food. Dinovite is
3: nutrition
1: just feed your dog right
0: do the dynavite
1: 859-428-1000
2: 859-428-1000 dynavite for life
1: d-i-n-o-v-i-t-e.com
3: it's designerpetsweaters.com hand knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Large or small, we fit them all. designerpetsweaters.com.
5: Let's talk pets.
3: Let's talk pets. On pet life radio.
0: Pet life radio. Petlife radio.com.
2: And you're listening to Talking Pets. Once again, I'm John Patch.
1: I'm Karen Vance.
3: Am I the only one that's imagining a tick singing this song? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> that's not my dog. Say,
2: little tick behind your ear just with the microphone. <laughs> stuck on you. Yeah.
3: Just need a friend. <laughs>
2: yeah, you made a friend, all right, and a disease. <laughs> 844-305-7800, 844-305-7800. Uh, Sandra's getting a book out in uh, Cheney, Washington. I think she had a question, but we lost her. So uh, we'll get hopefully we'll get uh, Sandra back in. So uh, once again, you are listening to Talking Pets, 844-305-7800. But Sandra, enjoy that book. It is called How Can I Get Better by Dr. Richard Horowitz, an action plan for treating resistant Lyme and chronic disease. Eight four four three zero five seven eight zero zero. We lost you there, Sandra, so if you can call back in. But um, Dr. Horowitz, the difficulty with uh, diagnostic testing, it often leads to disabilities. And what about like the chronic stages of the disability? And is this like if you get Lyme disease and you can diagnose it early enough, is it curable?
0: Yeah, so if you get Lyme within the first 30 days, if you're lucky enough to see the bullseye rash, which is the classic rash for Lyme, you can cure it in 75 to 80% of the cases. The problem is is that half of the people don't get a rash, and half of those rashes don't look like bullseyes. They look like spreading red rashes, which could be misdiagnosed as a spider bite or an infection in the skin like a cellulitis. So people have to be careful because a lot of people don't get the rash. So if you do go past 30 days and you don't get it early... That's really where I've devoted most of my life is finding answers for people, and that's the 16-point model that's discussed in this book. And and ultimately, what we found is there's up to 16 reasons why these people stay ill. Many of the factors on this model cause inflammation. So most of my patients, for example, don't just have Lyme. They have Babesia. They have Bartonella. They can't fall asleep. They have mineral deficiencies. uh, They're eating the wrong foods with leaky gut, or they may be gluten-sensitive. They have oxidative stress inflammation in the body that damages the cells um... the hormones can be affected you've got to go through this map piece by piece if you're ill with chronic fatigue and joint pain and memory problems and then we find that we have a lot of we can give a lot of help to people who've chronically uh, been ill and have been looking for answers
2: you know there was a movie once out i think it was with um, tom hanks i think that's who it was uh... but it showed where they were on flights and airplanes and you were talking about one point four billion people um, with illnesses like this in China, and when people travel, can they give this to other people just by touch or saliva if they're making out on a plane or you know, they're going to meet a loved one or they're in another country? Can yeah, for- things be...
0: Yeah, fortunately, you can transmit Lyme disease that way. Um, There's a question about, you know, whether sexual transmission is possible, but it's never been proven. But no, you can't get it that way. It's usually from the bite of an infected tick, or as we said, it can be passed on through the blood supply uh, through pregnancy. Um, But, um, you know, it's mostly the people that are outside in tick-infested areas. But again, you don't have to be in deep woods. It could be in your backyard because these ticks have really spread worldwide.
2: Well, Sandra's got a question for you out of uh, Washington. Sandra's back, and Sandra, you got a question for Doctor Horowitz?
5: Uh, yes, I did. You okay. mentioned uh, it, just a moment ago that um, some of the uh, problems with autoimmune diseases, um, and I have fibromyalgia and Sjogren's syndrome. Does your book cover techniques for help for autoimmune diseases?
0: It, it does. The, you know, the issue with autoimmunity, uh, and they would talk, there was a commercial just earlier on the show, they were talking about the environmental toxins. What they've now found with autoimmunity is that Lyme, the Borrelia bacteria, it's called Borrelia burgdorferi, causes a whole host of autoimmune reactions, um, and the environmental toxins that are now getting into people, small particle pollution, asbestos, BPA, they're also now being associated with autoimmunity. So what we found is, is that it's mercury, it's environmental toxins, it's Lyme disease, So if you suffer from an autoimmune illness or have been diagnosed with uh, fibromyalgia, which, as you probably know, there's no blood test, it's a clinical diagnosis, you're tired, you're achy, you have headaches, your memory's not working, you can't fall asleep, unfortunately, because the tests for Lyme are not reliable, um, it's very possible that you do have Lyme and co-infections and environmental toxins, which are causing those manifestations.
2: Hmm. Okay, well, I'm glad I got your book, and
5: I, I will be sure to read it.
2: Yeah, you got it coming out to you, and it's a, it's a great read. And definitely, in your case, you'd definitely want to read it. You know, find Tooth and Comb. There's a lot of good information in here.
5: Okay, thank you, Doctor.
2: Thanks, Sandra. Pleasure. That's Sandra out in Washington. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets, 844-305-7800. We've got one more book to give away, so if you'd like a complimentary copy, be the third call right now. And to Quinn... At the network, and we will uh, send you out a copy of the book eight four four three zero five seventy eight hundred. Of course, it's called "How Can I Get Better?" It's by Dr. Richard Horowitz. You can find it in bookstores. You can find it online, like Amazon. I'm holding the book up right now. If you're watching us on uh, Facebook Live at Talking Pets Radio, um, no G in the Talking, by the way. Uh, Talking Pets Radio, Facebook. You can see the book, and I'm holding it up. You can also read a little bit about it on our website at talkinpets.com dot com. On in the news section, you'll see some stuff there. Um, how long, if, if you're diagnosed, I know someone that um, works in the pet industry and all in the media uh, that got Lyme disease about four years. And I just saw her for the first time in a couple of years because she was like near death, like ill, ill, ill. And she was telling me when I saw her recently that um, she's still not feeling well and still not up to par. When you're under treatment and all, how can you, like, will you ever be cured or were you, are you always going to expect to have these problems?
0: Well, we've made some significant progress in the last couple of years. John Hopkins researchers in the last several years have discovered that Lyme is what's called a persister bacteria like tuberculosis and leprosy. So just last year, I published the first oral persister protocol for people who have chronic Lyme disease who've suffered and have not been able to find answers. The nice part about this protocol is that it's oral. You don't need an IV put in your arm. So if you're someone who has chronic fatigue and aches and pains and memory problems, Uh, This regimen with the drug called Dapsone, which is highlighted in this new book, um, it turns out that using several drugs, doxycycline with rifampin with Dapsone, um, it's now been shown that that will actually hit the biofilms of Borrelia, where the Borrelia bacteria, this bacteria kind of goes dormant, and that's why people persist and they go on with chronic symptoms. Um, It can hide in the body. So it's described in detail in the book about biofilms, about these persister bacteria, and all the new science that's come out in the last couple of years showing how we can open up the biofilms and how we can hit these persister bacteria. So we are making progress, and that was really the the main reason I decided to write this new book, is to share um, what I've seen work for people who have failed 10 to 20 doctors.
1: What's the latest? um, This is Karen, um, doctor. uh, What is the latest information you have on MS? I found that was fascinating in the book.
0: Right. So the thing with MS is that we now know with, with MS, and they just showed this a couple of years ago, that in the past they showed it was associated with bacteria like chlamydia and ammonia. Um, we know that it, it is related to Lyme disease because years ago when the British invaded the Faroe Islands, MS was not there. Years later, all of a sudden, MS shows up there. They've known that it could be a transmittable infection, But nobody's been able to, you know, exactly say what it is. But we have seen it with Lyme. There are these cystic forms in the spinal fluid of people with MS. And these cysts have been shown to transform into mobile spirochetes by scientific researchers. Two years ago, they published that it was due to Epstein-Barr virus variants. So what I'm finding with a lot of these autoimmune diseases like MS is it's not one thing. It's Lyme disease. It's chlamydia pneumonia. Bartonella, which is found again in pets, causes demyelination. Uh, where you can get the tingling, numbness, and burning that you get with MS. We see mercury levels um, showing up in MS patients and in Lyme patients causing demyelination, again causing these MS-type symptoms. So the things that we do for MS-type pictures is we look for all the different infections, the environmental toxins that can cause autoimmunity, and then we detox the patients while treating these infections. And the vast majority of the people who've come in on MS drugs Uh, They're called like the ABC drugs, Avonex, beta-serum, Copaxone. We're able to get them off their MS drugs by using more natural therapies, low-dose naltrexone, which has been published for MS. Um, It modulates the immune system and treating the infections and toxins. So I I think where medicine's going to go in the next couple of years is infections and toxins are driving the inflammatory response, and they're now finding in the microbiome of the gut, depending on the kind of bacteria you have, they're finding with MS that clostridium species in the gut are now also associated with MS. So there's a whole host of new things that are showing up uh, that I discuss in the book that are helping people with chronic resistant illness.
2: Well, don't go away. We're going to be right back with Dr. Richard Horowitz. He's the author of How Can I Get Better? An Action Plan for Treating Resistant Lyme and Chronic Disease. And uh, the last book went out to George in Othello, Washington. And George, don't go away. I know you've got a question, a comment for Dr. Horowitz as well. We'll be right back for more of Talking Pets. Give us a call at 844-305-7800. I'm John Patch. I'm Karen Vance. I'm Lexi Love. And we want to hear from you at 844-305-7800. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets.
0: Begging to hear more of your favorite show? (coughs) Full episodes of all our shows are available on demand. Go to PetLifeRadio.com to fetch our entire lineup of possum pet podcasts. Also, dig us up in iHeartRadio and iTunes. Let's talk pets. (coughs) Live and on demand, only from PetLife Radio. Let's talk pets.
3: Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio.
0: Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio.com. Radio.
3: People do dumb things. Pennsylvania man trying to scare away possums by setting a fire has destroyed his house. The row house blaze in Lancaster began when a man used butane to light a pile of leaves in his backyard. The man apparently hoped the smoke would rid him of the marsupial, which are known for playing dead. A city fire marshal says the fire got out of control and spread to the home, which was built of wood. The building was condemned. Three people were displaced as a result of the fire, which did $50,000 in damage. A firefighter required hospital treat- treatment for soldier- shoulder injury. Officials say the man had problems with bees. Also, for this story and more, visit www.talkingpets.com and join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Remember, you can watch us on Facebook Live every Saturday from 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Talking Pets Radio. Reporting from Talking Pets, I'm Lexi Lap.
5: is taking over me and I just know I feel so good tonight
2: Again, you're listening to Talkin' Pets. We're speaking with Richard Horowitz, Dr. Richard Horowitz, the author of How Can I Get Better, an action plan for treating resistant Lyme and chronic disease. Uh, Dr. Horowitz, we've got a couple minutes left, but uh, George has a question for you out of uh, Otello, Washington. And uh, Hey, George, how you doing?
1: How you doing, John? Doing good. I thought you'd be at the derby today. Uh, oh,
2: I know. The derby's going on. Actually, I yeah. heard I'm racing in it, though.
1: Oh, uh, Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got to commend you on the music too you to have a good bumper music there thanks uh, yeah I just wanted to ask the doctor uh, I got a lot of peacocks I live on a farm and uh, the peacocks run back and forth uh, between my neighbors and me all the time and there's uh, fields of sagebrush between me and them and uh I was wondering if they could be bringing back ticks when they're walking through the sagebrush I've always heard that sagebrush was bad for carrying ticks you know and uh and in fact, I uh, have to check uh, Mojo all the time now because I've found several ticks on him already this spring. And, uh, and we're getting warm weather again, so I think that has a lot to do with it, too. I'm just wondering if there's anything I could do about it. Because I can't catch the peacocks to spray anything. <laughs> and uh, I just wonder if there's anything I could do about it other than uh, you know, getting uh, Mojo a, collar or a tick collar or something.
0: Right. So, I mean, that's, of course, something a veterinarian may know better than I am. But if you're asking the question, do, you know, animals pick up ticks and carry them, they absolutely do. In fact, that's why this, we're having a tick-borne epidemic across the U.S. and the world, is because the migratory birds are basically carrying these ticks from state to state, from country to country. Oh, really? So, you know, it, in humans, basically, we can use permethrin sprays on our clothes to kill the ticks. We can use uh, Avon Skin So Soft makes a product, IR3535, it's safe in people and even in pregnant women. There's pick a ride the sprays. You know, those, those will repel the ticks, and that's what we usually suggest for people. Um, but as far as, like, how to protect the peacocks, that's probably something you'd have to ask. I know that for dogs and pets, of course, they do have collars, uh, yeah. but I have no idea what they do for the peacocks.
1: How, how, how do the, the ticks always know where to hide on your body or on your dog or your pet's body? Because they're always more where they can't get to them, usually. Yeah, you know, so
0: the, the problem with these ticks is they they actually move quite quickly. Um, you know, they don't fall off trees, but they do move quickly, and uh, they do tend to go like in the back of the knee and the hairlines and places where you might not um, look You're for not, one. The, um, so, yeah, it, so it's yeah. very important after coming in from outside to do a tick check. Uh, some people will throw their clothes in a uh, dryer at high heat for 15 minutes because that will dry out the ticks and kill them uh, when you come from outside. So, those are some.
2: Does a product like diatomaceous earth, does that work too? Like it works on fleas and all, but would that work on a tick?
0: There, there are some studies actually on diatomaceous earth that it does help to keep down uh, the tick population. They've looked at it. Um, so, yes, I mean, that, that's a natural product that you can use. Um, we have bait boxes around our property where uh, the mice, which is the major carrier at this point, um, they go in and they feed off the oats, and there's a permethrin in there, which kills the ticks off the back of the mice. So that's what we've been doing for the last, you know, 10, 15 years on our
2: property.
1: When you take them off your pet, you're not supposed to just tear them off. You're supposed to use some special. Uh, you
2: you got to get the whole tick out. You get the whole everything. tick out,
1: so it doesn't leave a piece
0: in there, right? Yeah, you want to you want to get underneath the tick and pull it straight out because the problem is if you squeeze the tick or if you put any products on it, um, you the tick will regurgitate the bacteria. So you oh. could give you know yourself or your pet Lyme connection. Bartonella babesia if you don't. So you want to get underneath it and pull straight out. It's not a problem if you leave the head of the tick in. It will generally come out on its own, uh, but you, do, you don't you do want to squeeze the tick. You want to get under it and pull straight up.
1: Okay, That's good to great. know. Yeah, that uh, is hey, really good to know. You guys have lots of good ideas. I, I'll have to check out Mojo more often, especially this year. Man, it just seems like there's an overabundance of them.
2: Oh, I think Georgia. you're right
1: about the weather. So.
2: Yeah, definitely right about the weather, and I know you're getting a copy of the book, How, how Can I uh, Get Better by you know Dr. Horwitz. And yeah, okay, I sure appreciate it's, it. it it's, a, it's a great read. So, hey, I hope you win some money at the Derby. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Patch is, Patch is racing, so I don't, yeah. I don't make anything on it, but yeah. they used my name.
1: <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, that's cool. All right, I'll thanks, talk to George. you guys later. Have a great weekend, and uh, enjoy this, uh, the warm
2: weather down there. I know you're uh, It's hot. It's always hot down here. So right. Thanks, George. Stay okay, on the line thank and, thank and speak Bye. with Quinn. Thank you. That's George out there in Othello, Washington. Well, I had a couple more questions, but we are at the top, Dr. Horowitz. I do want to say, though, that chronic disease accounts for 70% of American deaths and 86% of the U.S. annual health care costs, according to the CDC. Um, so much to find out more, and that's another reason to go and get this book. But we do have to say goodbye. And, Dr. Richard Horowitz, thanks so much for joining us in this hour of the program. It was a great pleasure and very educational. Oh, thank you for having me. Great pleasure for me, too. Anytime. My best to you and uh, to the health and uh of you and your wife and everyone else that you know, and hopefully everybody stays away from ticks. Thanks, Dr. Doctor Dr. Horowitz. Oh,
0: it's my, it's my great plan. By the way, thanks for all the great music, and you should know, I did a tick song with Daryl Hall from Hall & Oats years ago called Ballad of the Deer Tick. If you go on YouTube, you can actually listen to it. It's country well, style about ticks.
2: We'll have to look for that one. Cool. <laughs> this is Talking Pets. <laughs> Bye for now.
0: Let's Talk Pets. Every week, on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com.